السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Good evening خيانات ملواني And a hearty welcome to the Shahida Kali show I'm always so excited to be on the air and to chat with you and to have some interactive time that we share that is so stunning. So of course we continue with our program called Extraordinary People and tonight we focus on Peliswa Mazikwana and I have her on the line. This is a lady who was diagnosed with breast cancer at the young age of 25 when I think most of us would expect not to find cancer in the breast. But this is, has been her experience and tonight she is going to tell us some of the journey that she had walked ever since. So let me greet Peliswa. Good evening and welcome to the program. Good evening. Uh, how are you? Well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm very excited to speak with you because I you know it this this type of experience lies very close to my heart because I work with people who are cancer survivors. So please well, please tell us your story from the start. You know, when you feel this lump in your breast, what were you thinking? Um, I felt a lump in August of uh, 2013. Mm-hmm. So the, the time, I think the date around so around the 9th of August at that time. So it, it's like almost two years now that I'm like um, cancer free. Yes. And then it was just one of those random checkups that I was doing. And then I just felt something. And I asked one of my doctors, it's a, she, because I was at Somerset in theater. Yes. So I asked um, Dr. Bogut, and then she was the one who felt it. Then she thought, okay, well, it could be nothing. Because yes. I, she asked, is there any family history? And then I said to her, no, there's nothing. And mm-hmm. then she was like, oh, probably it's just a fibroid, or probably a cyst or something. Yes. And so it wasn't, it never even crossed my mind at some point that it would be any breast cancer uh, cells in me yeah and we sent the specimen away when she did the through cut needle and the biopsy came back within two days because she did it on a wednesday and then on that same on that same week of the friday the results came back and the results came back and then they said it was dcis and then she sits me down then she says Polly, because she she calls me Polly, and then she goes, Polly, well, I've got some news for you. Mm -hmm. And then she says, it's not um, news that I expected to share with you. Yeah. Uh, The news that I have for you is that it's, you see, it's it's probably cancer cells. Yes. And we don't know how far it is. Yeah. So she said, okay, we'll book you for for the following week in Kruteskir for the breast clinic, because that's where the breast clinic is. Yes. And then in that uh, moment, I think part of me did shut down. Yeah. I think I think it was just one of those things like, really? Could yeah. Could it just be right. the results that came back with this lamp of mine? Yes. Um, I suppose in that moment, it doesn't even feel real yet. No, no, because at some point I, I said to her, okay, then what do you have that's next, Dr. Bogart? Yeah. Yes, and then she said, okay, we can book you for Krotoskir for you to go and have, and, and let's see yeah. what, what, how big is it and yes. stuff like that. Yes. And then on that following week, I went to Krotoskir Breast Clinic, mm-hmm. and in Breast Clinic, we did it, they examined me, and then they just told me, well, it is breast cancer cells. 
Okay. And it seems like they also saw probably they were worried is it you know how far it has spread. Yeah. And in that whole time, family is not in Cape Town. Family is all back in Coxted because I'm from Coxted. Yes. So it's, it's, it was a, it was a kind of shocker. Yeah. It was a kind of shocker, yes, because I think I still get goosebumps about it. Yeah, can you imagine? And, <laughs> and this, is, this is all happening in August, and I was 24 in August, so 20, I was turning 25 in September, uh-huh. like the following month. Yeah. So it's, it's like, okay, this is my present for as being entering 25 years. Mm-hmm. And within that whole process, um, to make the story short, I went for my... You know, because they want to check, is it not in the liver? Yes. Is it not in the bones? Is it not in, you know, yeah, those of all course. kinds of tests that they had to make sure that everything. Yes. And then they come to me and then they say, well, we have to do a mistake to me. Uh-huh. So a mistake to me, meaning that they have to remove the whole breast. Yes. Because they said uh, my lump was very big. Okay. And it will mean that they had to take tissue also that was surrounding the lump. Yes. And most of that tissue, then I'm left with no breast, like basically. Mm-hmm. So then I went for it. I went for the mastectomy, had it done on the 12th of September. Mm-hmm. And then in that whole time, I'm still like, you know, I think I, I was still like already shut down at that moment. Like, is this like really happening? I'm sure. But all, <laughs> at that whole moment, I'm feeling like, you know what? Okay, let's go for it. Let's do what you yes. doctors say it's best. It's fine. I'll find the consent and everything. Yeah. And had my mistake to me. Mm-hmm. And the, the funny thing is I took my mirror with me, you know, yes. like those cosmetic mirrors yeah. that we ladies have. Yes. Yes. I took it with me because then I wanted to see how would I look afterwards. Yes. I went into theater. Mm-hmm. And the afternoon, yeah, at twelve, yeah, and came back in the evening around. I think it was around six o'clock when I came back to back into the ward. Mm-hmm. But I only noticed my wrist like the following day. Yes, and I had to expand to put it on. Yeah, then they thought since I was young, they still wanted me to look, of you course. know, pull some tissue, right. expand my skin and stuff like that. Yes. I did all of that, and I had chemo mm-hmm. two months, two months the la- down the line after mm-hmm. the, the operation. Yeah, and then had infection with my expanded due to that having oh, the chemo. Shame, man. Yes, and then I had uh, that emergency surgery. Yeah, of that same day when I noticed when my expander had burst. Yes. But they had to remove that, and then I was like, left with nothing. Mm-hmm. So imagine that body image of a young person. Of course. With one breast, yeah. and you don't even have another one on the other side, sure. how it really feels. Sure. I, I can only imagine, and imagine. yeah, <laughs> I th- and, and it's it's such a it's such a part of one's uh, presentation as a woman, isn't it? And so, isn't it that that would have yes. impacted as well? Yeah, yes. and and just a, and just a, a question: Did you have psychotherapy at the time when you were going through all of these? At that moment, no. All I right. think I, I I don't know what happened, but that's when I just didn't feel. That I needed at that moment. All right. Yeah. I didn't see. Probably I wasn't ready for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was all probably with in denial or feeling like, you know what? I'm sure. 
this is not probably happening really right it's still i think so it's it, i think it sounds so much like the bargaining period in which stage of loss where yes. it's it's still so unreal it really still yes. is so unreal because yeah. then it's okay now i'm just going forward with what they say yes yes and you know what's all of that at one point i wasn't crying i didn't cry when they mm-hmm. told me to have cancer cells and stuff like yeah. that but yeah. uh, i think when it hit me really it's when they told me that i had to get chemo okay okay so uh, so now they call me into the room and then the doctor you know probably they like five of them different yeah. doctors yeah and then they're like okay uh we've done the operation and stuff like that everything yes. looks good but we have to do the chemo uh-huh. and then i'm like you know with chemo then you think all sorts of things of course and then i think that's when it sink in because mm-hmm. that's when that day i cried and I'm then sure. the lady who was with the doctor was just like did you come along here and i'm yeah. like yes i did and, and do you think like, do you think a, a big part of feeling the feelings that you would have would have been because you are you were very much alone at the time that family yes. wasn't close by yes. and and was there there would have been a fear associated with chemotherapy i think people have different fears mm. what what was what was your most significant fear around chemotherapy I think uh, 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 it's because then it sank in. Okay. Then I was thinking all of those things about what happens when people say when they're having chemo. Yeah. Then I was already Googling it and checking up on the internet if they say they will be chemo. Right. Because the doctors told me first, it's like, okay, please, you have to have the procedure done. Yeah. And probably you might have the chemo yes. with the radiation. Yes. Because you are still young. So yes. they just wanted to eliminate any chances of anything further happening. Sure. And then I'm feeling like, okay, now they're telling me I have to have chemo. Yeah. And then at, at some point I had people around me who were like, you know what? Probably not even health when I have the chemo. Yeah. But but on the other side, the doctors are saying there will be a possibility that oh. you might have it. Yeah. So and I'm sure, and I think I think at the time, one's brain probably wants to believe that which would be the easier way to do things. But Pelis, yeah. well, we need to just go and get some commercial news. And I think, oh my word, I think we need to go into the break for the prayer time. Um, okay. If you will bear with us, we'll come back and, and pick up right. the uh, the conversation at 19:35. I think so. Please stay with us. Okay, no problem. The voice of the Cape. 91.3 live from Cape Town this is the voice of the Cape the voice of the Cape the voice of the Cape the voice of the Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Good evening, Khuyanant Mulwani. And welcome back to the program you tuned to the Shahida Kali Show. I'm Shahida and I'm chatting with Piliswa Mazikwana, who is a cancer survivor. A stunning young lady. And I must tell you, Piliswa, welcome back. 
and, and I've had an SMS and someone sent a message to say, this lady is so brave. I must say I'm taking strength from her. She is so positive. God bless. So that's a message for you. You are inspiring you. people. Piliswa, I want to come back to, and you know, I wish that we have had more time yes, to, yes. to really explore your journey because... You know, in exploring your journey, one gets to appreciate more that which you ended up doing today. Because I'd like to speak with you about the Pink Drive organization and your role in it and what that means to you. Perhaps if we can start yes. there. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, I met Adelia, Adelia through Ray. Ray is a lady that I roll with. Mm-hmm. But there's also a dragon boat, um, Amabelebeles. It's also a breast cancer survivor team that we row at, uh, at the waterfront. Okay. Yes. And then I met Adelia through Ray and Adelia is part of the, the pink drive company. And then, um, she, but we recently met, uh, me and Adelia and me being part of the pink drive. Mm-hmm. She's asked me to be part of a talk on Women's Day. Yes. Which, which will take place in, in Stellenbosch. Uh, on the 10th of August of this month. Okay. Just to, to inspire also, just to also give that early detection. Yeah. Uh, how important also it is. And to just educate other young people also, probably because that's what, um, after the cancer and everything, that's one thing that I would really want to, to hit on is that, that early detection that young people also are affected by yes. this. Yes. It's, it's normal that it's old people only that yeah. hear it. Also young people, because we never know how young, um, how young people really deal with this until yes. they've met someone else who's been into that journey. Right. And Peliswa, just a thought to share, um, you know, also you were not someone who had a family history no. where you could say you're young, but there's, you were a high risk person. Mm. You actually come from a background where there wasn't really a cancer history and yet you're so young and you got the, uh, the illness. But, yes. you know, but what and you know i can i'd i'd like to in my mind picture you such a young girl almost and mm-hmm. who have had to walk this journey already significant that women's day kind of almost you know um is in relation to when you were diagnosed isn't it it, it was yes, pretty yes, much around women's day time too, yes. right so so tell us you know what does it mean for you to be involved with pink drive what does it do to your heart? It it makes me happy. Uh-huh. I, I, I don't know. It's like being a small child, you know, on Christmas Day and expecting yes. all those seasons. I, I'm excited about it. I've told Adelia also. I think that's why probably she's made me to, to, to be also be part of this talk of, of putting me out there. As yes. I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't even put it into real words what yeah. it really means to yeah. me. And and is that because of the achievement of helping others? Is that why that excitement, that exuberance is there? That yes. that because of your journey you can touch so many hundreds and thousands of lives? Of course, because the one thing also that I've learned when, when I, I go for my checkups now uh, at Trisha Skew mm-hmm. is that when the ladies, the nurses, they, they come to me and say, you know what, we've got a young person here. This person only ca- came once or twice yes. and has never come back. Yeah. And would love you to just go just 
talk to them, speak to them, we'll tell you when they're coming here or we give you their phone number. Yes. And you can just contact them and find out probably what's going on. And then you just also enlighten them about your journey also. Yes. So it's also that, also with the community that I'm from, you know, from African community, I think there's always um, that thing that some things are never talked at home. Yes. Some things are never shared. So it's it's always like, the neighbor next door had it, but they were healed, so you will also be fine with it. Okay. You no, know, not always going for that medical checkup and seeing yes. other what the doctors are out there saying because things have really changed from yeah. the time when our parents were growing up until the time for us. And you feel it's important to kind of look at that cultural aspect and say that it's important to speak about things, and particularly for preventative care? True, yes, a, a lot. Because then, I mean, there, there could be a lot of cures for other people also. Yeah. They can be also cured instead of just dying in silence. Mm-hmm. And, and do you find, because you're so young and you are a cancer survivor and you're so brave, it almost makes it easier to adjust that, that cultural aspect? Yes. Yes, okay. because I am from that culture, and yeah. I know how it felt. Because to to be honest, uh, my mother actually, and probably also my father. Okay, for my father, when I told him that they were having them, I was going to have them mistake to me. Yes, he asked at one point, um, and that made me break down. Also, he asked, "Isn't there anything they can, anything else they can do besides, yeah. you know, removing the breast?" Sure. And then I said to him, "No, this is what." is going to be the best and then yeah. he he also didn't feel like it was the right thing to do yeah. and my mother was the one who was like no let's wait and see what happens let's sure. wait probably if, if it spreads or if it grows and yes. things, things like that yeah so you th- see things like that for parents to sit down with their children also and talk to them about things like that mm-hmm. yes. do, you, do you think they took those positions also from a stigma point of view of what a yes. woman is supposed to look like yes because also there's no family history they told me when i asked them and yeah. they're like no there's no family history so yeah. that can't be yeah you know it's very interesting because what you're referring to is even the the psychological impact on the family with the loss of how you know the perceived loss of a part of a loved one isn't it Mm, yeah, 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 true. That I think it scared them at some point. I'm sure. I'm sure. Because my mother, I think there was also in denial when I started losing the hair. Yes. You know, probably she she was like, probably if we plait it. And it won't go away. Oh, shame, man. One's heart really goes out to these types of experiences and how people interact with it. How Mm. was it for you when you then lost your hair? I cried. I can imagine. Isn't it so? You know, Piliswa... And then I always felt whenever probably the eyebrows overgone, then I always looked at myself. Then I think there was a time that I didn't even much bother about the mirror. Mirror, that's true. Recognize that person being in that mirror. That wasn't me. I hear that very often when people will say I avoided the mirror. In fact, I want to ask you, what did it feel like the first time you woke up in the morning and there would be hair on the pillow? Ah, the. It also happened when I started, I cut it off because I shaved it all off. Okay. And then when I went again, when I had the, um, the infection on my mm-hmm. breast, my hair was like starting to grow back a, a little when yes. I was in hospital. Yeah. And then I felt like 
because the ladies came, the nurses were, who came to change my bedding, I mm-hmm. told them, I said, you know what, it's fine, let me do my own bedding. Because mm-hmm. then there was hair, that small sure. hair, I couldn't even believe right. it, how even the small hair was Would be falling on my pillow. Shame. And then, because then I felt like they were going to look at me, you know, that other way that people look at yeah. people who are sick. Yeah. And then I said to them, no, it's fine, let me change this part. Because then I didn't want them to change it and then probably yeah. wonder what's going on probably right. with her. At the moment, what, how would you describe where you're at? You know, and, and would you be using usual? I mean, I can hear that, but I just want you to describe yourself in terms of the positive space that you're in. How would you describe yourself? Well, Shahida, I've got moments. I think I've got days where my days are greater than the other days. Uh-huh. Yes, but I always grab that my sunny days, let me make them the brighter that I can. That's great. And and yes. how do you get out of your your day in which it feels more cloudy? What helps you? I write down. Okay. I write down all my thoughts. Okay. Yes, so probably I call up a friend and just let them know how it feels mm-hmm. or what's going on in my life. But I, I'm one person who writes down my thoughts and probably just sit down and then just watch my movies. Yeah. Then probably I feel much better. Okay, so what you're also saying is you focus on something else or you yes. will you will <clears throat> socially interact to have a good conversation or you will write down meaning you're actually speaking to your paper. You speak, yes, you still there, was, speak. there was once upon a time that I wrote a, a, a letter to myself. Okay. You know, pre, pre, it's like preparing myself for the journey that was to come of this breast cancer. Yeah. How did you, you know, what did you say to yourself in terms of encouragement? I said, you'll miss strangers along the way. Okay. And those strangers would be the family, the best family, probably any person who's going through what you're going through. Yeah. Yeah, they will. They will lift you up on those worst days. They will uh-huh. make you laugh. They won't see yes. any scars in you. That's they will just always remember you yeah. to the person that you were before all of this. Right. They will wipe away your tears when they when there's tears on your face. This is so beautiful. It's so <laughs> but beautiful. Then, but then it's just like you just have to carry on. Put the crown on your head. Mustn't fall down. So it's yeah. always head up. Yeah. And your shoulders back. And then you just go forward because forward I go. Pilis, well, that's beautiful. <laughs> Pili, you then, know what? There's also, there's also yeah. a granny. Um, I call her my granny. Yes. She's a lady that I met along this before the cancer. So whenever when I told her, she was like, you know what? Another thing is name it and shame it. Right. Don't, don't name it. Name the cancer. Yes. Say you had breast cancer. Yeah. Don't say you were sick with something. Uh-huh. Name it so that you can shame it. Okay. Because, because then it thought that it was coming to destroy something great in you, but then you destroyed it. Okay. That is a wonderful way of looking at it. And I think it's so, so important, isn't it? And, yes. And I want to ask you, in terms of the dragon race, was it the dragon boat race? Yes. Tell me about how that's impacted on your journey. It, it helps out with the exercises. Yeah. Because, you know, ladies, we, because of, they also remove some auxiliary, auxiliary notes. Okay. 
So then it also helps with the exercises that you do with that lymphedema because you usually get that um, that swelling up of the arms probably yes. or, or your yeah. side. And so it's, it really, it's really the one thing you want to avoid or manage, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. And the nice thing is I was dealing with, I was with, um, with people who have been into this journey. Uh-huh. So then whenever I come and say, you know, this is what's happening, they yeah. say, okay, here's a solution how to probably overcome that part. Okay. So they, that's also, you know, that's also a family on its own that I've met along the way. Yeah, yeah. So then, you know, they, it's people like that that remove that um, that void of mm-hmm. saying family isn't in, in, in Cape Town. And does it, I'm sure, I'm sure. Yes. And but And does, does it help also with... It helps you to be hopeful when you meet others who have who have gone and walked the road perhaps for a longer period than you and and here they are still around to tell the story and encourage you. Does that help? A lot because I think also with my I think when coming to my parents also probably they thought breast cancer or any cancer it's a death sentence. Yeah. Because you know probably they say once you diagnose it, you're going to die. It's like there's no other way that you're going to ever live up to other many years to come. Yes. It's amazing how cancer at this stage in the 21st first uh, century when we are so good, you know, with medical technology or medical um, um, education. But still, when you hear the word cancer, you think of death, isn't it? Of course. Yeah. Of course, because there was also another time as I was working with Somerset. This lady, she was probably in her mid forties, mm-hmm. and and then it made me remind from it reminded me when I went for my procedure, she was crying, yeah. and then you know that that pain. Tra- I just went to her. I said, you know what? I've been to this the journey that you're gonna have. Yes, and you don't need to fear it. You just need to be strong from day one, mm-hmm. so that you you know to eliminate any chances of it getting you down. Yeah. Do you think that part of, because I think, you know, one almost has to beat cancer in a, you know, in your mind before you beat it in your body. Do you, do you think shifting from fearing every day, shifting it to acceptance of every day plays a huge part in your management of your journey? Yes, a lot, Mm -hmm. a lot, Mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. So acceptance remains very important, eh? Yes, Shahida, because then if you accept it, then you know, you know that you, what you are dealing with. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know what you are fighting mm-hmm. in, 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 your, in your body. Yeah. Did prayer pray, uh, play a role in your, in your journey? Every day, Shahida. Is it? Every day. Because then there was a point that uh, I, I had a little prayer. Yeah. Before before the test, you know when they check for your lungs, if it's yes. not any spots in your lungs, yeah. if there's any spots on your bones. So before yes. I always go out, I used to say, "Dear God, just let it not have spread. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep it where it is now." Yeah, yeah. So with also that, you know, because also with the family thing, also going back there is that I know that He walked with me in every journey that I did. Yeah. You know, he was there for my procedure, he, and he he and he carries on every day being by my side because Absolutely. there's so many things that you know with cancer that came with, and then for me it has opened many doors. 
I think it's all in a planning of his saying, guess what, this is where actually I want you to be. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? Because what you're talking about is when we accept and work with the illness that God gives us, it actually comes in a package with lots and lots of positives as well. Yes, because then I read yesterday, it's like, you know, it's a true testimony. Yeah. It's a true testimony from him saying, guess what, here are the people healing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you, you just need to fight it with him also being part of that. So faith is a, it has played an important role in my life. Yeah, yeah. It has. So if someone is going through the different stages of their journey, some might be midway, but, uh, you know, mm-hmm. particularly we're wanting to encourage people who had just received the diagnosis that they have cancer cells and they need, you know, to have treatment, etc. What would be of your encouraging thoughts that you'd like to share with them in the last few minutes of our program? Okay, Shane. Um, I'll say to them, the journey won't be easy. Mm-hmm. The journey will come with its ups and downs. Yeah. That's one thing that we have to probably be true to ourselves, that it won't be easy. Yeah. And with the with the treatment and everything, let's know that treatment is different from everyone. Mm-hmm. So what I might have experienced, probably someone else won't experience it. Yeah. I and think another thing is also to keep to keep on going forward, to keep having the strength within you, saying yourself, you know what, I'm going to beat this. Because, you know, for me, I was so excited for my first chemo. Then it was like, now I can start with this thing because I've been waiting for it and wanted to see what it's going to do to this body of mine. Mm-hmm. And then the last day of chemo, it was even more exciting for me. Then I was yeah. like, okay, now I'm done. I finished you. But then I was waiting. Uh, radiation was also waiting for me. Yes. Then I thought, what was yeah. could happen? Yeah. I suppose when you've walked the road that you have, that would be one of the thoughts. It would be, it almost prepares you in a way that nothing else can in the sense that if I could beat this, I can pretty much really live my life and beat whatever comes my way. Yes, true, that's what I've always told myself because someone else also, um, Yolene Solomon is also free to me. She also said, she's like, what worse could happen now? Yeah. You can overcome any mountain that comes your way. Yeah, I think it's really, really great. You've been such an encouragement and inspiration for people who could have received their diagnosis as we've, you know, the SMS that we'd received earlier on when the lady said, you know, that she, you are so positive and she is taking strength from you because you're so brave. And she actually put so brave in, you know, capital letters. So, you know, people, you know, and in that, I think there's such praise. She says, God bless. And that's really what we say as well. We appreciate the fact that you shared your story with us to encourage hundreds and thousands of people who are going through difficulties. So it's not just those who are living with cancer. It's also other people with illnesses. You know, you speak to all of them. I think of the things that stood out for me was the fact that you reminded us that the journey isn't easy and faith played an extremely important daily role for you and that there is... There's no other way but to to go forward. And I think, you know, just sharing the thought of you beat it in your mind first and the rest will follow. 
I just want to say thank you very much. I admire you. I wish I was able to meet you um, personally, that I could uh, that I could give you a hug and say thank you properly. <laughs> Don't worry, Shahid, that there's plenty more other point, uh, opportunities to lay ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So thank yes. you so, so much. I wish you all the best, all the best with your Women's Day talk as well. Go well, go and enjoy it, and go and enjoy life, and good evening. Thank you very much, Shahida, for having me on your show. It really means a great deal to my life. And I just want to tell you, listeners, give, um, I'm here, and then I survived it, and we just all need to have that faith in ourselves. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, and, and enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you very much, Shahida. Same to you. My pleasure. So okay. that Good evening. Bye. That then concludes our discussion with Piliswa Mazikwana, who is, you know, we focused on her story today in the program called Extraordinary People. Just after eight o'clock, we will start the program, the part of the program that we refer to as VOC SOS Helpline. And in that part of the program, I, of course, respond to you as a registered clinical psychologist. I think it was great. It was brilliant to speak with her. Sounds like a bundle of joy I almost want to say you know I, I think of of Piliswa as such a young person who has walked a road of years of experience because though it would be shorter years it would be two years three years a short period but it would feel like a lifetime of experience for her to then bring meaning to it that she's able to do what she's doing and involved with so many organizations and doing, you know, inspirational um, talks is just absolutely wonderful. So now we take a very short break. When we come back, VOC SOS Helpline.